Scott and Paul Show, episode 48. Scott, what is going on in the world of, well, you? Me? I'm still waiting for my arm to wake up from trying to be comfortable and letting it go to sleep. Um, I got an email today. So did a lot of other people. Let me read the first part. Dear Paul, this is from, well, you'll find out who it's from. We are writing to inform you of upcoming changes to Prime Savings in Video Games program. Starting on August 28th, 2018, Prime members will now get a $10 Amazon promotional credit when pre-ordering games on Amazon.com. This credit can be used on almost anything sold by Amazon.com. This new pre-order program is replacing the current discount on physical game pre-orders. All eligible pre-orders placed before August 28th will still receive the 20% discount under existing program once the game is released. For more information and restrictions on this new program, click right here. And then it goes on to say that Prime members continue to benefit from Twitch Prime. Fast, free shipping on millions of items, including free one-day, same-day delivery in certain areas. Prime Now, Prime Video, Prime Music, blah, 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 bullshit. So, um, yay. So, basically, I can go ahead and pay full price for one game, but, hey, the next game, I can just use $10 off on it. As long as it's one of those games. So before you got like twelve dollars off a new title that was sixty, and now you get ten off. Yeah, I had my twenty percent discount, and now I have to pay full price for the first one, and now I may get my ten dollars off. Yeah, that's. I mean, it sucks compared to what they had before. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. Once a customer has pre-ordered on a qualifying item, they must wait up to 35 days to receive their $10 via email. The credit will only be valid for 60 days after activation. Yeah, they are going to save a ton of money unless people just like mass stop using it uh, by doing that. (laughs) And this is the thing. They already jacked up the prices on Amazon Prime. This year. That is correct. So you lose Gamers Club from Best Buy. So there's no other competitor in the market offering anything like that. So everybody gets screwed. You can still get the $10 credit on select titles at Best Buy, but I think you get your credit. I think it gets deposited in your credit once they actually charge you. In your account. Well, I mean, the only reason why I was getting games physical was because of discount. And then it was just Nintendo. Right. Everything else, I just kicked from Gamefly. (laughs) And then at that point, lately, I was already just getting my games from Gamefly. And that was Nintendo, because 
for the most part, always got those games first, like within the week of release, so they were always brand new games. And those were Nintendo games. So they're brand new, and they work, and they get those directly from the publisher. Well, on the other hand, you get... And I get a discount. You get a discount. So with Gamefly seems like a lot better deal, and it's already a great deal. It's already a good service if you don't care to own or just rent games. But, I mean, I, I mean, the market took advantage of the Gamers Club Unlocked. The whole model was that you would buy the Gamers Club Unlocked, and a certain percentage of those people that purchase it would purchase very few titles or forget about it. And they allowed people to buy up to three copies, I believe, of the same title. So eBay people and, you know, like your game traders, cheap-ass gamers, GameTZ, places like that, which, you know, they, they took full advantage of it to earn points towards purchases by selling, um, or not selling, but offering for free, hey, use my Gamers Club Unlocked. And that put the points in their account. So they could sell three copies of, say, John Madden Football. Instead of just the one. So if they would have limited it to one per account, it might have survived. Because maybe it would have taken such a hit. But it gave people with, you know, the resellers a chance to have release day games less than 60 bucks. Or next to street date. Close to street date. I think a lot of people were very anal about using that service, so it's, it's why it wasn't making them any money. There wasn't enough people. It's like Amazon Prime. It makes money because people get get it for the free shipping, and then, oh, it seems like a good deal, and then they only order like two things a year, or they forget to use it. <clears throat> well, this is why things like Gamers Pass from Microsoft look better and better all the time. That is true. If you don't have my internet service. Yeah, if I have your internet service. My monopolized internet. I mean, this and EA Access and Origin Premier are really good services. I mean, you get New Madden, Battlefield 5, FIFA 15, or wait, no, 15, 15, 15 uh, 19. Um, other coming out? Oh, well, all the EA games for like $100. So they're doing the same thing Microsoft's doing. Yeah, as a, as a collector, that doesn't really yeah, it doesn't do anything but jive for me, but that's great for just people yeah. that want to play games. Those yeah. are all fantastic deals. Yeah. And if you don't have the internet caps where I have to be careful if I even update a game. Yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty much the way we're going. You're going to get screwed one way or the other. Yeah. But if you want to keep your games, I was... Just go off Gamefly. That, or just go ahead and go digital. Yeah, my problem with digital is, man, it's so rare for, on a console, it is so yeah. rare for AAA titles 
to drop more than 10 or 15 percent ever. Flash sales. Yeah. Go go PC. There you go. Yeah, or go Steam. Or go Steam. Which, the the new Steam is called Switch, because everything's on Switch now. Yeah. And, you know, they actually offer discounts. Um, As long as it's not made by Nintendo. Yeah, as long as it's not made by Nintendo, but they're indie games. Like, I think I got Slain Back from Hell for half price. Um, There's a a game called Parchment, Nine Parchments, which is like a very brightly colored Diablo clone um, with less emphasis on loot, and you can only play as wizard classes, but they all have different spells um, to start out with anyways. And it was, I want to say it was like, 30 or 40 percent off or 50 percent off it was a pretty good it was a pretty good sale and it's actually a pretty decent game I tried that I couldn't get into it no you don't have 10 year old and eight year old playing with you either yeah I, I just I tried that it's just it seemed weak and bland the controls didn't work just I couldn't get into it yeah I I uh, it kind of has like that twin stick feel in a way which Diablo did with your spellcasters I guess uh, again, I could as a single player experience. Yeah, it's not all that, but yeah. the fact that you cannot turn friendly fire off huh? <laughs> is like it's like playing new Super Mario Brothers. You just, you just spend more time trying to beat each other in the head with pillows and stuff, saying "Stop shooting me." So we've had a blast with it. We've made it through four or five levels. It's pretty fun to us. But yeah, I can. Def- I'm, like I say, it's 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 Diablo light. Like in every way imaginable. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about it, let's go ahead and keep talking about Nintendo. So, what's Scott and Paul about more Nintendo talk? Nintendo Switch Online will launch in the second half of September. That's all we know. But that was the big update Nintendo gave us that they promised they would give us more news. There you go. There she well, is. Yeah, we already kind of knew that. It was September-ish. <laughs> But we didn't know it was the second half. Oh, that's where they got us. That's the update. Second half. Oh, you silly Nintendo guys. Yeah. You know, you say that about us, talk about Nintendo a lot. Seven years ago, if we'd have done this, we would not have talked about Nintendo very much, I don't think. Strangely enough, Third it was when the Wii, Wii U launched. Wii U? Yeah. Yeah, that got us talking about it because it was such a disastrous marketing failure. But anyways, yeah, I, I really want to see what the online service is going to be like, how how good it's going to be, or how bad it's going to be. Well, I remember watching the Wii U Direct, and I just sat there and was like, please, please be like Super Nintendo. Be hardcore and be like, one of the, be awesome again. And then when they launched... The Wii U. I was like, oh, God. And yeah. I, I gave up. I gave up for a whole generation again. I mean, I bought one, but still, it's just, God, why? Why don't you care anymore? A lot of quality titles, just not enough horsepower to get all the quality titles. They cared about gimmicks. Yep. Well, if they would have had the wealth of software that DS and 3DS had, 
the two screen gimmick may have worked. But they did not have the wealth of software. I mean, they went literally almost an entire quarter without releases. It, I mean, it was crazy. You just cannot have a game system that does not have games coming out for it. Or if it does have a game coming out for it, it's a 2 or $3 indie. <laughs> I mean, indies are a nice kind of bonus thing, and sometimes there are some fantastic games. But if you're not having regular retail releases, you've got a problem. Well, that's why... They did it right this time. Let's just do one a month. Yeah. Let's back up our catalog so we can have one every month. So there's something every month that's coming out. Yeah. You did good. And actual portability. Yeah. Oh, I, I do love my little 3DS, but still. Uh, is that it for Nintendo news? I believe so. Smash Brothers Direct. Oh yes. How can we forget? How can you forget Smash Brothers? Nine hundred thousand songs. Four million stages. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty close. Twenty-eight. Million hours of songs. And you can listen to it as a gigantic portable iPod if you wish. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. That you can play it like an iPod, play this, play the game like an iPod, like you can listen to the soundtrack from it. <laughs> In your pocket with your with your switch. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's not really convenient, but it, it, it's a function and it's there. I'm sure there will be plenty of eight, nine year olds do it. Um, they're not going to buy the game for it, but. Uh. Oh, I forgot. This was but. Um, the little blurred out logo on the menu, what do you think that is? What they have not revealed. A campaign mode? Like Smash Brothers Wii? I remember seeing the picture and I did see a headline where they were talking about, they think they figured it out or something, but. Spirits mode. Spirits mode. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Yes. Because they keep having people die in the uh, cinematics. Luigi died. Mario died. Somebody else died, didn't they? Maybe. I think. Mm, can't remember. Somebody dies. That's fine. Yeah. 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 Some people are saying that maybe that's how you unlock all these characters. Is through spirit smoke? Like you have to save them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have Smash Brothers for Wii U, and it's it's a fantastic game, absolutely fantastic. And I thought. You know, there's not a whole lot of games I would buy again on the Switch. Let me rephrase that. 
there's games I would rebuy on the Switch, but I really didn't think Smash was going to be one of them because uh, we have Smash for 3DS, and no, it's not as good as the Wii U version, but it's it's plenty good enough for us. And they are packing in so much stuff. There's there's no way I can turn it down. Would I have to have it? A hundred different stages. Was it nine hundred? Nine million. Nine nine hundred pieces of music that are the actual score, and or was it eight hundred? And then there was like a, a hundred other sounds that were. I don't know. There was a hundred composition or nine hundred compositions. Thirty of them were just from Wink. Yeah, I mean they they just there is like that's a pretty good wealth of content. But then you have a, new characters. You have Snake, um, returning from Metal Gear Solid. Then you have two playable characters from the Castlevania series. You have Simon Belmont and Richter Belmont. You have Dark Samus. Uh, then you have the trophy characters. Oh, I'm sorry. One other playable character is King K. Rule from Donkey Kong Country. But then you have some assist trophies. I may not get all of them, but some of them are... You have Alucard from Symphony of the Night. Which is crazy they didn't go ahead and make that a playable character, but whatever. Um, you know, Krom, I believe, is a, he's a clone of another Fire Emblem character. I'm not sure. Uh, Ryu, Street Fighter. Yeah, well, he was in the yeah. regular Wii U version. Yeah. So, I, I just... Cloud, not him. The stages, there's 103 total stages, and... Like, one of my favorite ones is Pokemon Stadium. And I like that stage before I even really knew what the hell Pokemon was. Because it just, it morphed while he's playing and all that cool stuff. Castlevania the, stage, that's the new. Castlevania stages are all new. You have the one mode where you can select a couple different stages that'll morph after yeah. preset conditions that you can select. That's they, pretty cool. They said if you include the morphing in 300 stages, all the changes, not morphing, but if you include all the stages, changes... Stages. Yeah. From where they change throughout the gameplay. I forgot what the term is. There's yeah, I can't remember what they called it. The regular stage and then where it's chaos mode or whatever the hell they call it. And then you have there's some there's a certain set of conditions that can make Dracula from Castlevania just appear and then you have a boss fight with him. Yeah, he's just I don't, random. Yeah, it's some sort of... I don't know what it is that gets him to do it, but that's pretty awesome. And did they have Ridley? Ridley's, Metroid? In, <clears throat> Ridley's in the game. Yeah, yeah, and they have Amiibos for those, obviously. So, And the Ridley Amiibo looks pretty freaking awesome. I will be owning that as usual. So, I think I have like 65 Amiibo or something crazy. <laughs> I sh- somebody should stop me now. This, uh, there needs to be an intervention. I used to get Wario Gold just have Wario draw all oh, your amiibos. Yeah. Yeah, they they definitely went all out. Hopefully they have a good bit of balance and you know maybe the tournament fighting scene can recover from the recent drama at Evo with Bayonetta's overpowered crap. But... Yeah, I mean, if if you have not played Smash Brothers, 
all um, for the Wii U or any of them, or skipped out on the last one at the very least, you're definitely in for an absolute treat if you can if you like that style of game. Uh, just so much content. It's in, it's insanity how much content is in that game. I have definitely worth GameCube. sixty bucks. Well, the GameCube version is the one I have the most memories of because uh, well, that was the first one I played. I just very very small amount of time with the sixty four version, and it was actually after the GameCube. I spent hours playing the GameCube version. It's a very good game. The controller hype, I believe, is real. The controller is awesome. Um, they're releasing Nintendo manufactured GameCube controls again too. Maybe sixty four was the first one I played. No, I think it was GameCube. I can't remember. Yeah, the sixty four stages in the new Smash Brothers uh, have the original graphics, and then everything, every other stage from every other release has been upgraded to match what power the Switch has. Mm. Power. The unlimited power. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so, I mean, just, geez, just all the stage options is almost worth the price of admission, let alone everything else. Yeah, Nintendo definitely did smash right on this. Yeah, well, this is going to be the last one, like this. After this, they're going to reboot. Well, I mean, where else can the hell, where the hell else can they go with the current series? Not nowhere. Yeah, I mean, it's like Ultimate I, Mortal Kombat when they just put everybody in there. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what we have. Ultimate Mortal Kombat is a pretty good. Um, what was the one that came out for? Was it Mortal Kombat Trilogy? It came out for Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, something like that. That was one that was even more of a yeah. That was beyond Ultimate. Way beyond Ultimate, actually. Ultimate was just it was a few extra characters and stages, right? Some new fatalities. Mortal Kombat Trilogy was like... And it was like everybody. So, we're playing the crap out of that game. And hating Mataro still. I believe it was Mataro. Yeah. yeah, it was like Mortal Kombat Ultimate Ultimate would be the best way to describe Mortal Kombat Trilogy. I think it was called Trilogy. I believe the GameCube adapter that they have works with original GameCube controls, too. I believe it did on the Wii U version, also. But these are actually manufactured by Nintendo and not PDP. Which is pretty flippin' awesome, considering I think I have three GameCube controls upstairs. So... Okay, Scott, let's go ahead and do your retro game of the week, since we're on Nintendo. Let's let's get it all out. Okay. I'm going to preface my choice with a a very short, uh, kind of bragging a little bit, that I can, I can one death, I can no death contra. Not every time, but quite a, a fair percentage of the time, I can no death contra. I, uh, I tend to enjoy games that beat the crap out of me. I love bullet hell shooters. Uh, you know, 
I can get through Ninja Gaiden 1 in just a few continues. So I'm not like, you know, a no-death guy on that game, but I can get I can get in just a couple continues. And Metroid is literally beating the hell out of me. And it is driving me insane. Uh, you're, you're very underpowered to begin with. You only have 30 health and you have no abilities. And even as you gain abilities, just some of the rooms are just insanity trying to get through. And I don't know if it's just that I haven't practiced it enough or maybe I want to say the controls could be better, but they're not terrible by any means. They're not bad. But maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe it's the way Samus tends to float a little bit more than, say, Mad Dog and Scorpion and Ryu or Ryu. But anyways, I absolutely love the game. It's very, very good. Now, this is one retro game of the week that I haven't completed because it's a... I, I, people might be laughing at me right now to beat this game, but this one just has my number. And uh, I had to resort to walkthroughs. Uh, I was able to find my way through Super Metroid and the last Metroid uh, fairly well. Metroid Prime played through it without any walkthroughs. You know, wow. Yeah, this the game's tough. It's super tough. Uh, I've got, right now I think I've got like 65 missiles, a couple energy tanks, and it's just so hard to progress through that game. But, I mean, the shooting mechanics are pretty good. The controls are good. Like I said, I think they could be tightened up a hair, or could have been. Not going to be, not get patched. But, uh, yeah, Metroid is is affordable for a retro game, uh, if you're going to pay for it. And there's two versions. There was the, I think there's a yellow cartridge, and then there's a gray cartridge. Uh, but, you know, it's got a great soundtrack. It's got a, you know, interesting level design that is just extremely challenging and tons and tons of upgrades. So the game stays fresh as you travel through it. I'd say I'm probably like halfway through. Halfway through on a non-speedrunning type. I know some people can play through it in like an hour and 20 minutes legit or something, but I'm still trying to explore. So, Retro Game of the Week, definitely Metroid NES. It's very... Uh, I don't think it's quite as good as it's been hyped up to be. I think a lot of that was people kind of looking back fondly on that game. But it's still a very good game. Here's your little trivia for you people, since I don't have anything to give for this. Nintendo's research and development, R&D1, began development of Metroid, an action game, for the family computer disk system that was released in Japan on August 6, 1986. In North America and Europe, Metroid was published for the Nintendo Entertainment System in August 1987 and on January 15, 1988, respectively. Unlike the Japanese release, the Western version of the game used passwords instead of a save system. Codes also allowed for changes in gameplay. The Justin Bailey code lets the players play as Samus without Samus, sorry, <clears throat> without the, her power suit, and Narpus Sword grants Samus infinite ammunition, health, all power-ups, and a modified ice beam. It's just like the Paul code. Yep, uh, yep, that's the Paul code. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the game's tough, I'm just saying. Well, now I know what I'm doing tonight.
I can well, good luck. Yeah, you can cheat, but good luck getting to the end in less than three or four hours. The problem is you gotta backtrack and all that crap, so I probably will not play it. Yeah, there's a there's a few areas you have to backtrack through. I mean, I have, I have enough crap to play. I don't want to go back and do this. It does not seem as backtracky as, say, Super Metroid or the last one. But, yeah, there is some backtracking. However, it is pretty cool that you know, they use the password. They give you all that. Oh, the freaking passwords are 24 characters long. Well, are, they they yeah. suck. Yeah. But if you have a... Um, is, is this on the NES Mini? I think so. I'm pretty sure it is. I couldn't see them not putting it on the NES Mini. Oh, this, it's not listed under the platforms. That's crazy. Uh, let's see. Release. No, it does not appear to be on the. Wow. Maybe maybe Wikipedia is wrong. NES Classic. Metroid's on there, yes. Okay, it's just not on the wiki then. Yeah, common to all the games. Metroid. Yep. So, you're fine, it has a save. Yeah, that would that that would make it if you use the save states. Yep. You could get the relatively quickly with a walkthrough. So there you go, kids. Buy Metroid on the NES Classic Edition. But you can pick up pretty easily now on Best Buy. Let's see if Best Buy still has NES Classic. I was getting ready to say buy it on the Wii, but their store shut down. I'm pretty sure the Wii U had it for sale. So you should still be able to get it there. Hey, kids. NES, so SNES, and the NES. Apparently that's the way you can pronounce it now. Both blasphemy. Avail- both available at, at Best Buy right now. Not sold out. Go pick one up right now. You know, I'm just looking through their list of games again. That NES Classic has such a good selection of games. Mm-hmm. Since it's re-released, we'll just go ahead and you know, have Ghost and Goblins, Gradius, Star Tropics, Galaga, Super C. Oh, Super C is such a good game. Yeah, the original Mario, not not the the, the original like arcade Mario, which is kind of weird but still fun. Castlevania one and two, Tecmo Bowl, Double Dragon two, Bubble Bobble, Kid Icarus, Ice Climbers a little bit weaker, Zelda two, The Adventure of Link. Link. Speaking of hard games, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. um, that's a fantastic freaking game though if you can get over the difficulty. Excite Bike, which I'm gonna come back to that in just a second. Uh, Donkey Kong Junior. It's a good game. Balloon Fight, that's okay. Yeah. Punch Out's really good. Doctor Mario's pretty good. Ninja Gaiden is freaking excellent. Mario Two's good. Kirby's Adventure, the original mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, Metroid, 
a good one of the first really good home ports of Pac-Man. Mega Man 2, which is my favorite in the series of the original six. The original Zelda, original Donkey Kong, Mario Brothers 1, and Mario Brothers 3. That is such a knockout list of games. However, there's two reasons in there why you want to actually mod your system. Technumbo, you don't want that version. And. True. Punch out. You don't want that version. You want Mike Tyson's punch out. Yes. And how the hell do you get Super C but not Contra? Super C is a great game. It's just not Contra. Well, most games aren't Contra. There's some hard ass games on here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ghosts and Goblins, pretty tough. Ghosts and Goblins is tough. Toughest on this list. Yeah. Excite Bike has a uh, the Japanese version of Excite Bike. We're going into the retro rabbit hole here for just a second. <laughs> Japanese Excite Bike. What did there's a something about a two player. Mode and a, a bigger option on like the track editor, and it, it it's definitely the superior version. Even though I haven't gotten to play it yet, and it's see, let me look here. You've got that thing in the podcast where when we have big pauses, it fixes it, right? Oh, uh, I haven't been editing lately, but. Okay, give me just a second here. I don't see anything. Well, so how's everybody right, doing out there tonight? We found it. We? Uh, the You had to have a Famicom disk system peripheral. This is where you got the version of Versus Excitebike is... Okay, it was Metal Jesus Rocks. I saw him talk about it. And the gameplay is the same, but you have extra features. You have a versus mode in which two players compete against each other um, with a few different options you can pick. The music's completely different. None of the songs in Rizzo Game are here. Uh. A theme is played during gameplay. I don't know. I've never heard the music, but maybe it's better. Who knows? And the original site mode is based on the main mode of the arcade version with minor differences such as color palette. And you can save created tracks. And I, mm, I, I, that would be cool. Do, yeah. I do think that there were, were wider options in the creator, the, uh, the track editor. I do think so. But yeah, those were, I mean, they were, they were floppy disk. So they were writable. Excite bike. Bun Bun Mario Battle Stadium. Oh, that also, sounds... Also known as Mario Excite Bike, or BS Excite Bike, is a video game for the Saddle View, available only in Japan, and a remake of this game. Unlike the original Excite Bike, the human racers have been replaced by Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, Wario, Toad, and some of the Bowser's Koopa Troopers. The concept of the game was exchange except for super mode, where the player has unlimited turbo, unlimited turbo, as well as additional additional coins. Coins are spread out 
on the courses and increases top speed. Well, that sounds neat. Man, why didn't we get this? Freaking I'm, Japan. I'm looking for the ROM now. <laughs> a saddle of you. Is this that gimmick where you can only play it for temporarily? Yeah, yeah. A satellite modem. Peripheral for Nintendo Super Famicom. Yeah, and I will be looking that up because that's the first time I've heard of that. I remember this. This was the the original uh, Game Pass. I found the Flash version of it. Okay, people, we're gonna. This is a. We need to get back to. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, the Joker is going to shoot next month. It's going to shoot next month. It's going to suck when it comes out. Well, this isn't the Jared Leto version. This, let me just go ahead and breathe this, what Latina Review put. Um, the film will take place outside the existing DC Extended Universe movies. As we reported in the past, they're going for a more hard-boiled crime film, not unlike the Martin Scorsese films of the 80s. Um... That in mind, it would make sense that they're heading for an R rating. But are they? According to the GWW, what the heck is that? GWW.com, I have no idea who that is. Never heard of it. Um, they are possibly shooting for R rating. Specifically, they point to potential nudity, which will involve smaller female roles. They go on to specify that nudity could come from former strippers, as this take on Joker could be a former comedian who performed in strip clubs. We'll see if the studio allows them to follow through with this when all said and done. The outlet also stated that production will begin on September 22nd and will wrap around February of next year. This puts it on the course to easily make its October 4th, 2019 release date. Joker is directed by the Hangover Helmer Todd Phillips, and Jordan Phoenix in this film are Francis Conroy and Robert De Niro. Well, I like Phoenix. I mean, he's a pretty good actor. I mean, he's... I don't get too hung up on the actor matching the appearances and stuff, but like... I mean, he's got the right face shape, for one. I mean, that doesn't hurt. So, and he's he's a he's a good actor. Unfortunately, Warner Brothers is <laughs> making the movie, so here we go. Yeah, but, so hey, we might be surprised. They've made good Batman movies, so maybe we can have a good Joker movie. Yeah, and it's not connected to any Steinerverse. Right. I mean, we'll see. Well, they did... The newest death of Superman was pretty good. That's the problem. Their animated movies are good, and their live-action movies are total crap. Yeah. Like, when the animated movie... Might as well just do a quick review of this. When the animated movie first came on, 
you know, a few minutes into it, I thought, what is so hard about porting or porting? What is so hard <laughs> about just doing a direct freaking adaptation of the classic comic? You know, I mean, what let's is- face it. Most people have not read that comic. Most comic book fans probably have, but not most people, which is a release for a wider audience. So just freaking adapt it. They're going to go watch it. You can make that movie panel for panel with live actors, and people will go watch it because they've never seen it. But anyways, this diverged a little bit from the regular one, the way Doomsday arrives and who he fights and encounters. And he fights like the classic Justice League, not the ghetto Justice League he destroyed in the comic. Um, it it's really good. Like I was extremely pleased when it went off. Um, there's a good bit of blood too, and it's brutal. So, and Superman is—I can't remember who who voiced him in this one. I think was it Tim Daly? I'm not sure if it was him or not. But either way. Uh, they they really gave him a lot of respect. They showed how powerful he was. They Superman was just extremely well done in this, and it, Doomsday was was pretty epic too. It's just it was an adaptation that definitely diverged, but they did it with quality. Yeah, well, at the time, the Justice League had a bunch of B teamers. So, I can see why they would want to diverge. Absolutely. Why would you want to have, you know, what is it, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle and... Eh, nothing wrong with Booster Gold. Fire and Ice and uh, Blood Wind or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong with any of the characters, really. But the problem is, is, again, their their B-teamers going to get something at Superman-level power. Yeah, I mean, it's not who they would want to promote right now in their films. So. No. Booster Gold's awesome, though. Yeah, I love Booster Gold. He deserves his own film. But yeah, if you haven't seen the new Death Superman, it's definitely a huge step over the other one they did. I don't know what. That was a long time ago. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that movie was okay. It just tried to condense too much into one film. That was its big failing. And it did have the epic German suplex from space. Yeah, yeah. Which is still one of the coolest comic book scenes ever. Uh, I still don't know why they went with this new 52-esque collar costume. Uh, Yeah, minus that crap. Uh, I don't get DC's new animation style. They've done it for a while now, that half-assed anime look. I don't... It's ugly as hell. Yeah, I'm not... I mean... Yeah, they could definitely fix that. No doubts whatsoever. I miss their... um, Bruce Timm anime style from the 90s. Batman looked pretty cool. But... I haven't seen him in the new one. Yeah, he, he's probably the best looking character out of Jerry O'Connell. I knew it wasn't Tim Daly. I knew something was off there. And then Rain Wilson is Lex Luthor, which actually worked. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but it was actually, it was decent. Nathan Fillion is Green Lantern. Yeah, he always does <laughs> Green Lantern. Yes, yeah, just, just when they bring him to the, 
big screen. They need to just get over it and put him in the movie. And then you have... Uh, who well, is this? Well, they won't, even, they won't let him play in uh, Uncharted. They got fuck a Spider-Man playing him. Well, they want someone young. Yeah, but it's the wrong guy. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Yeah, I don't know who this guy about voice Batman is, but he's somebody. Going back to video games real quick, did you ever... I know your PlayStation 4 was dying last time you and I talked. Where are you at on Horizon? Uh, I have not gotten into it yet. No. No, you played I, a little uh, bit of it and it started... It's on my dying. to-do list, but I have not got... I've just basically watched Owen play a little bit. He's he's a little ways into it, but he's with sports and dirt bikes right now, so he's been outside a lot, which is good too, I guess. But yeah, that's where I've been busy at. It's been hard for me to turn anything on. Like, to play Metroid, I was I had to basically stay up a couple nights late last week. You know, when I was supposed to be riding. Yeah. And I was I was playing Metroid. I was like, I really should be riding. Yeah. But fuck you, Metroid. I'm gonna win. <laughs> I should be riding. But fuck, I died again. Fuck you, Metroid. Yeah. So, but hey, I got the job. That's good for influence. Yeah, there was some hate came out in some of those lines of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I definitely need to get onto that game. It just sounds like a freaking Harrier jet taking off in my living room when I turn my PlayStation on. It makes me so angry. <laughs> just a quick rant on hardware. Like, I know that there's a certain failure rate amongst electronics. There has to be. It's a mass manufacture, manufactured product. So something can be off a millimeter and it screws up so many units. Whatever. I get that. I've had like four Xbox 360s, three PlayStation 3s, I've had I've went through three Xbox One controls already because of the stupid joystick drift problem, and I don't throw my controls. My kids don't beat the controls. Uh, they don't gum the controls up. The only control they ruined was my Wii U gamepad, and I actually ruined it trying to clean it. So I've not had any trouble with Nintendo products that I can recall. I don't recall ever having trouble with Sega products, but I never owned a Sega CD originally, and I do know they had a high failure rate. Oh, my PlayStation 4 is running super hot, and the fans run at max speed all the freaking time when you tap that power button. So, and I know how to fix electronics. I know how to fix, uh, I know how to apply thermal paste. I used Arctic Silver. I used a good quality brand. That didn't help. So, you know what? I'm gonna be hard pressed to purchase another Xbox or PlayStation when the fifth generation or when the PS5 and the next Xbox come out. Hard pressed. So you're going PC. I'm probably gonna go PC. Though I will say my Switch does have one of those little hairline cracks. Did you see that article a few months ago? No, I remember you. Yeah, if you look, yeah. Did you look? You didn't have any cracks, did you? Uh. Uh. I don't think it's anything that really is going to grow any worse. I think the stress is now relieved by that small crack. But knowing it there, it does get on my nerves. But, I mean, it is it is super tiny and my system hasn't been destroyed and it's got a lot of hours on it, so we'll see. Well, once I've got that Pro Controller, it doesn't leave the cradle. <laughs> so 
Yeah, there's that too. Yeah, I think I think the cracks. They say it's from thermal expansion, but I also know if I'm resting my hands on my lap, so I'm holding the the switch in my lap, and I've got like my pinky and ring finger knuckles on my thighs, holding it. That as I'm gripping the control, there is kind of a bowing pressure to where you're kind of almost bending the controls back a little bit. And then the screen would be kind of lifting towards you just a hair. I guess that's where you'd say the force is going. So I always worried about the rails that they slide in and out of working or breaking off. But, yeah. I mean, it's possible the heat plus the sitting position when you're holding it portable would do it. But a lot of people in those articles they were referencing were talking about how there stays in the dock and it had cracks. Mm-hmm. And at the time that I first discovered mine, it really wasn't until recently we did a whole lot of portable gaming with it. Other than, I guess we did take it on vacation last year. So maybe the crack's been there longer than I knew. So, if we game with it portable... Ah, take that back. We had wrestling season. We had a lot of wrestling tournaments. And Owen sat in the stands and played it waiting on his matches. So, I mean, it could be a a defect or people saying, Well, no, it's been in the dock. Well, maybe they just didn't realize how much they've played a portable. So... But so far, it doesn't seem like there's been any big issue with people's systems breaking and not working because of it. Yeah, well, I don't really play it that much. So. Well, maybe when Broforce comes out, we can double dip. Doubtful. Yeah, true. Not about a really, really good sale. I'm not buying it again. Well. I think I, didn't I buy it last time? Uh, you bought it. Uh, you bought it on PlayStation, I think. No, you bought it on PC. Didn't I gift it to you on Steam or something? I thought I did. Maybe not. I don't remember. Did we play it on Steam or PS4? PS4 is a PlayStation Plus game. Yeah, I got it on PlayStation Plus. And you you have it on Steam, right? Yeah, I got it on... Yeah, I got it on both. Okay, I gifted it to you on Steam because I played like two minutes of it. I was like, "We've got to play this." Because you text, you texted me. It was like, "Try this demo." Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how we did it. All right, and lastly, uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart passed away on August thirteenth. Um, according to TMZ. Nighthart's wife, Ellie, told investigators that on August 13, 2018, he was having problems sleeping and got out of bed to adjust the thermostat. As he went to touch it, he, he quote, turned weirdly as if he was about to dance, end quote, then fell against the wall and ground. She immediately called 911, believing he was having a seizure, something for which he took medication. He had a four-inch-long gash on his face when EMTs arrived. He died at the scene at the age of 63. According to Pasco County Sheriff's Office, the fall killed him. At the time, he had an early onset of Alzheimer's disease. The fall killed him. Yeah. Wow. What an irony. As many times as he hit the mat, 
I guess they land a certain way, right? To help reduce the damage. Oh, yeah. What? Well, that's, I mean, for a guy from that era, he made it to 63. Yeah, that's not, not long. But lived in, he lived in uh, Lander Lakes, Florida. It's a pretty place. But this means that um, as of right now in the Heart Foundation from the Attitude Era, nobody's left but Brett. Wow. As you had Brett, Nightheart, Davy Boy, Owen and Brian Pillman. Brett's the only one left. Well, he was always extremely entertaining, and when he cut promos, he was extremely insane. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very energetic. Uh, Very, he's one of the most animated people in a promo very distinct in the player. business yes and that laugh and the goatee stroking and all that yeah yeah back in the day he destroyed bread on promos Brett just, oh absolutely Brett just kind of stood back there with his glasses and could tell he just didn't want to cut promos even he admitted he did not want to do promos that's why he wore the glasses and kind of hide his face because he was not good at promos. He always let Anvil do the talking. Brett worked in the ring. He was the better worker. Anvil was the better promo guy. And yes. Anvil, Anvil was the muscle. Uh, let's see. He got World Tag Team Champion twice. I would have thought they had it a couple more times than that. They had long runs, though. Yeah, and then singles. That's probably why I thought that. He didn't really do much in singles. Well, he needed Brett. Right. Yeah, they didn't really push him. But yeah, I always liked him. You know, he wasn't one of my favorites. Well, I mean, as part of the tag team, he was. But again, like him himself... Like I said, he cut great promos. He just wasn't a guy that stood out to me, I guess, in the ring. Yeah, with him and Brett, they were great together. Yes, yes. When they were together, they were good. Well, that sucks. I mean, but again, from that era, he made it to the 63 and he had some substance abuse problems. And he made it through that and just seems like kind of a freak moment got him. Yeah. yeah. Early onset of Alzheimer's, too. That's that. I mean, not saying he's a bad wrestler. It's not what I'm getting at. He just what he's just not one of the guys that I think of immediately. Uh, but Hard Foundation has some great matches with the Five Was Ruju Brothers and the and Demolition. Especially if you can go and find some old matches against the British Bulldogs, 
go look for those matches. It's it's worth a look on YouTube if you can find. Well, didn't they feud with um, Strike Force? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Chico. Yeah. Chico and Rick Martel. Now I I do remember. Uh, let me see if I can get this right. They had WrestleMania two, and they were in a battle royal, and Andre eliminated both of them. Um, was it WrestleMania two the super long, boring one? Four was a tournament that people tend to shit on. Okay, maybe that was it. Well, WrestleMania two, I, I think it was WrestleMania two. They they got their asses kicked by Andre at the same time. Uh, both party was two when it was the wrestlers and the football players were in there. Yes, it was two. It was two. It's right. I just found it. Yeah, see that. Uh, I watched that one on VHS when I was a kid, and then I watched it again a couple years ago when you got the WWE Network. Yeah. That's why I remember that one, because I just watched it like in the last probably 18 months. Yeah. Yeah, 4 was when uh, Bad News Brown attacked Bret Hart, and Bret Hart took the trophy and started smashing the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost the belts to the Strike Force. That's what it says here on Wiki. I think I remember that now because I remember being pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, screw Strike Force. Yeah, <laughs> bastards. I'm glad they broke up. They broke up at WrestleMania 5 against uh, Tully and R. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going down a rabbit hole again. But, uh, Jim, Jim Nyhart, um, yeah, Heart Foundation, Pink and Black Attack, baby. That's a hell of a great tag team. Yep, rest in peace. He was still a big part of my uh, whole pro wrestling childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Best wishes to Brett's family. Yeah, and then Natalia. Yeah. Whole heart clean. His wife. Yeah, that's, that's, they're like the Von Ericks anymore. Yeah. That's a whole story we, we don't want to get into. No, that's the freaking rabbit hole. Yeah, I want to have a good night. WWE did a really good documentary on that. If you want to just feel like total shit, watch that. Yeah, if you want to think your life's bad, you can probably improve it, your perception of it by watching <laughs> that. I, I forgot. Mercy. I forgot the name of it. It's like the incredible story of the of WCCW or wherever. It's, I mean, it's it's a hell of a great documentary, but my God, it's depressing. But uh, when, when WWE doesn't have an agenda, they put out some of the best documentaries. But when they do have an agenda to make themselves look go over, yeah, they lie. They Guerrero, if they lie, they cheat, and they steal. Yeah, what, no doubt. <laughs> Whatever, whoever's on their production team, they can absolutely turn out some quality content. Yeah, I mean, like top notch, best in the world content. 
but yeah, I mean that Von Erich documentary was amazing. Just don't watch it if you don't. If, oh my god, that was so. Yeah, if you're having a good day, don't run up. Yeah. All right, that's it. On that note, hey, all right, Smash Brothers is going to be awesome, people. Oh, and go watch the Meg. Oh yeah, the Meg. Quick thirty-second review. Yeah, let's go on something uh, positive. Slightly restrained Jason Statham, which was surprising. Uh, a few moments that were surprisingly emotional. A lot of cheese. Some pretty decent CGI. Some pretty bad CGI. Uh, lots of ludicrous shark fighting action. A absolutely ludicrous ending. And during the first hour, some pretty good, tense, suspenseful horror movie cinematography. Like... The the, the the tone of the first half of the movie is like classic horror film, pretty good with a couple Jason Statham moments. And then the second half, you're veering a little bit towards Sharknado, but not, not all the way. I, I If you like shark movies, if you like Jason Statham separately from shark movies, you got two good things to combine. Um, I'm not the biggest Jason Statham fan, but I like him when he's a little more restrained. So he's not quite transporter level of crazy, but he's a little crazy. Uh, and it does get extremely ludicrous at the end. But, yeah, it's, it's I was very entertained, and my theater was completely packed on a Sunday afternoon. I was kind of shocked. Wow. And, I mean, packed. There was not an empty seat. I had to ask somebody if they cared to, to, to maneuver around a little bit so me and my family could sit together. So, yeah, it was I was thoroughly entertained. I mean, it's not Citizen Kane, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> it's, it's no ghost it's, shark, huh? Yeah, it's it's definitely not ghost shark or anything like that. But yeah, the guy said they were setting out to make the second best shark movie ever made, and I'd say he probably achieved that. So I mean, I uh, Deep Blue Sea, though. Deep Blue Sea's the best shark film. Is that, is that oh, what he's trying to say? I think he was talking about Jaws, but oh, it's just, oh, okay. Maybe he was talking about. Deep Blue Sea. I, I mean, don't know. You can't get better than LL Cool J trying to kill a shark. I'm just saying LL Cool J's theory of relativity explanation is still, in fact, the best explanation of the theory <laughs> of relativity ever given. It's it's Einstein would set up and salute. I'm just saying. So, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, I, I'm you got a free afternoon. I I say take a shot. And the Godzilla trailer looks freaking awesome on the big screen. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It looked awesome. And there was actually a couple people in the crowd cheered, which shocked me being from the area I live in, you know, the country, uh, southern Ohio, northern West Virginia, whatever. You just don't run into many Godzilla fans. Just saying. And there was people like, Woo I was like, Man, this is this is weird. Whoa, look so, at that big monster up there. You got a big old monster up there gonna kick him people out at she. So yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, Meg's pretty good. Right. I give it a solid. It's definitely a go go watch, in my opinion. Oh, really? But I'm a sucker for movies like that. Yeah, got keep you got to keep it. You got to keep that in mind. Um, I like cheese. Yeah, considering what we write, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh. Yeah, that's it. I guess buy Nintendo Classic. <laughs> Since you can find one now. 
All right. Goodbye.